0: Church, it's time to hear okay. the word of the Lord. And I have titled today's message as Only God Can. Only God Can. Let us bow our heads. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Whatever be the circumstances right now, wherever we are, we pray that your children will hear your words spoken to them. Father, we pray that the enemy will not snatch anything away from them. Let them hear your word clearly. And Lord, into your hands we pray that every word that proceeds, Lord God, from me, it will accomplish the purpose for which it was ordained. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've taken the This title, and I'm going to share from the book of Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 6 and verses 10 to 16. Acts chapter 9. Please open your Bibles. Verses 1 to 6 and verses 10 to 9. The Word of God says, while Saul was still breathing murderous breath against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogue in Damascus so that he found any there who belonged to the way whether men or women he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me who are you lord saul asked i am jesus whom you are persecuting he replied now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do verse 10 to 16 in damascus there was a disciple named ananias the lord called him in a vision ananias yes lord he answered the lord said to him go to the house of judas on straight street and ask for a man from tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, go. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Amen. Every time when we read about the great heroes in the Bible, most of us ask ourselves a question when we read about these heroes. Will God be able to use me? Can God really use me? Every time we I read this chapter, I am amazed at the grace of God. I see the Lord take this man Saul, save him by grace, transform him into a great apostle to the Gentiles, to the kings, and to the people of Israel. And then I realize there is always hope for people like you and me to be used by the Lord. Can I hear an amen? Amen. There is always hope. Now the truth is Saul is a very unlikely candidate for the service of the Lord. He was a man who was feared and hated by all Christians and no one did didn't want anything to do with him because they knew that this man was all out to destroy the name of Christianity. Yet, God reached out to this man, used him in a very mighty way. My brethren, this afternoon, God who used Paul in such a great manner is still reaping today the fruit. Just the fact that today we are talking about Paul is a testimony of his life. That itself is a testimony. When we look at Paul, we may be tempted to think that he was some type of super saint. We may feel that there is no possible way that the Lord could use us like how he used Paul or that even if God could ever even use us. Most of us feel so inferior. We feel unworthy to do God's work. But today, I stand in the name of Jesus to tell you that God will and can use you if you are available for him. Amen. Some of you listening to me today, you might be thinking of your past or you might be thinking of your present. And you might ask this question, Brother Claudie, can God really use me? Can God use me? Or will he use me, Brother Claudie? I would like to answer that question today by looking at the life of this great apostle and showing you the obstacles that seem to be in his way of service, barriers which God had no problem in overcoming by his power and by his grace by using this man. Now, the short answer to that question is the title, only God can use you. Nobody else. Only God. Now from these verses and others dealing with Paul's ministry, allow me to show you why Why I say only God can use you no matter what you have done in your life. Amen. My first point today, my first point is our past life is no barrier for the Lord. Our past life is no barrier for the Lord. According to Paul's own testimony, when he was guilty of doing things in his power to put Christianity to death, there are three scriptures I want to, you can see on the screen. It is found in Acts chapter 22, verse 4, Acts chapter 26, verse 10, and in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 to 15 i want you to spend time i'm just giving you the scriptures so that you could write them down this is more teaching to today you can write it down and meditate on it if you look at these uh, three scriptures you will find that paul he tortured christianity number 2 it tells something about paul's past paul was a murderer he was a blasphemer he was a worse sinner Paul was a violent man. He was a rebel against the Lord Jesus and against God's kingdom, unknowingly. In Acts chapter 7, verses 58, the Bible indicates that Paul gave his approval to the murder of Stephen. Since he guarded the clothes of those who stoned the apostle to death, Paul was a dreadful man, but this was no barrier For the grace of God reaching him. Amen. When Paul received Jesus. Into his heart. He was changed forever. By the grace of God. My brothers and sisters. There is always room. At the cross. For every sinner. To return to Jesus. No matter what. Be your sin. Can I hear an amen. 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 Let me tell you, let me tell Amen. every person listening to my voice today, every person listening to my voice today, that your past is no barrier to your future in the Lord's vineyard. Your past is no barrier for your future in the Lord's vineyard. Regardless of what you did before you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, No matter how much you did, when God saved your soul, he washed your sins away. In fact, the Bible refers to that as a new birth. And you can find it in John chapter 3, verses 3 and verses 7. It's a new birth. Now, I want to show you three records of your past deeds in the world today. Pay attention. I want to show you three records of your past deeds. Number one. There is a record that you carry in your mind about your past. Pay attention. There is a record that you carry about your past. And most of us, even though we are saved, yet we carry our sins and our failures. Many times, we don't forget them. We still carry them as a baggage. We have forgotten to place it at the cross. Number two, secondly, there is a record carried by those who knew what you were before When you got saved. And they will throw your past at you. Now those people can be your family members sometimes. Many times your family members will say. We know who you are. We know what you did before. They are the family members. Sometimes they could be your co-workers. They could be your friends. And it could even be church members. That can always throw your past at you. Third. There's a record carried by Satan and he will throw your past at you every time. He is the accuser of brethren. So these three I want to show you. But May, I want to remind you today, even though I remember my past, even though my friends and family remembers my past, even though Satan remembers my past, but God in heaven has forgotten my past and he has no obstacle in using me for his glory. Can you hear an amen? If you look on your screen, I put about four scriptures. Psalm number 103 verse 12. Isaiah 43 verse 25. Micah 7 verse 19. And... You can also see 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 to 11 and 1 John 1.7. You look at these scriptures. These scriptures are God's word promising us no matter what was our past, he has wiped it away on the cross. No matter what, he says, as far as the east is from the west, So far he has removed our transgression from us. Amen. Now, throughout the Bible, God used people in spite of or after their greatest failures. Let me give you a few examples. Let me give you a few examples. Number one, we see Simon Peter. Simon Peter preached the greatest message and had his greatest ministry after he denied the Lord Jesus. After denying Jesus, he preached his greatest message. Number two, we find Moses, a murderer. Yet God used him for his glory. Now, you may, may maybe have not committed murder. Maybe you have not committed murder by action. But maybe in your words, you would have done it. But God used Moses. Let us look at Samson. Samson sinned against God in many ways because he had many things that he had to follow. Yet he slew more Philistines in the end of his life than he had in his entire ministry. Let us look at Abraham. I'm not talking about Pastor Abraham. I'm talking about Father Abraham. Let us look at Abraham. Abraham lied even after God called him. Even after God called him, he lied. Yet He was used by the Lord. Amen? Then let us look at Jacob. Jacob was a deceiver. Yet the Lord transformed him and used him in a mighty way. Let us look at a man after God's own heart. David, he had a double degree. You know that? David's double degree. He was an adulterer and he was a murderer. Two things he had done. But when he confessed his sins... God forgave him and used him. Amen. But these are sufficient. This is more than enough what I've told you. That the Lord can take those who have failed and use them. No matter what their past was. Yet, when these men came to God, God used them. What is stopping you, brothers and sisters, today? No matter what be your past, what is stopping you from coming to the Lord But God who is merciful, he has taken these men and used them. So in the first point, we know that your past condition is no barrier for the Lord. Your past condition is no barrier. My second point today is is from verse 2. Our present situation are no barrier for the Lord. Your past is no barrier. Now looking at your present. It's found in verse 2 of the reading that I just read. Paul was on his way to Damascus to find Christians and to arrest them and take them to their death or in prison. He was filled with hatred and wanted nothing more than to completely destroy anyone or anything who were connected to the name of Jesus Christ. If you said there was something that you know about Jesus Christ, Paul was there to get you. Yet, in spite of all this, The Lord was able to change this man and was able to use him for his glory. Now, may I remind you that God can do the same for your life and for mine today. God can do the same for us. No matter what wrong you did or what wrong you are doing, surrender to the Lord today. He can take you. No matter what baggages you have, no matter what baggages you're carrying, he can use you for his glory. Amen. We pay attention now. We can all bring our liabilities to the table. We can all bring our liabilities. Some will say, brother, I'm I'm not qualified. I'm not educated like what you're supposed to be. Some will say, but brother, I have very few resources that I have, very few, brother, some will say, brother, my faith is very weak. I don't have the faith of these great men. Some of you may, may say, brother, I'm very timid, brother. I, I had all this. What I'm just saying is what I had in my life. I was very timid. I was afraid. Every church meeting, Bible study, I will pray for the, for the man of God not to question me. I was so afraid. That he must not ask me to pray. He must not ask me any questions. Some of us bring our arrogance. Some of us bring pride. We all bring these liabilities. But however, I would like to remind you that the Lord is able to take us from exactly where we are. Change us and use us for his glory. Amen. Again, the Bible is filled with some examples. I am giving you a lot of examples from the scripture. Let us look at a man. Moses was eighty years old when the Lord took him into the ministry. Eighty years old. Anybody eighty year, sixty self, we don't want to serve God. He was eighty years old when God took him. We find that in Exodus seven seven. When you go home, read it. Moses, he had he had other problems. Moses complained. In Exodus 4:10, he complained that he was not eloquent in his speech. He says, I cannot talk. Not only now, even before I could not talk. Exodus 4, 1, he was filled with fear. Here is it: Moses was filled with fear. Next, he was totally opposed to the Lord's plan for his life. God had a plan, and Moses was opposing it. We find it in Exodus 4, verse 13. He opposed everything that God was telling him. He was continually saying, send somebody else. Use somebody else. I cannot do. I cannot do. My brothers and sisters, let us leave Moses, the demonic possessed man. We find that in Mark chapter 5 verses 1 to 20. That man was feared by everyone, but the Lord was able to take this demonic possessed man who caused so much trouble to the people. And he was able to use him for his witness and for his glory. God took him from where he was and used him. Brothers and sisters, I was there. I was there. God delivered me also. He set me free. I was delivered from, from Satan. I was possessed myself. And there are witnesses in this church to say that if God did that for that man, I believe that God would have done has done that for me, God will do that for you. Let us look at someone else. Another example: the four lepers in 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 1 to 10 tells us a story of the four lepers who came to become the unlikely savior of Jerusalem. God took them from where they were. For the people of Jerusalem, they were just lepers. But God used them in a very mighty way to save Jerusalem when they were seized. What I'm trying to show you this afternoon, my brothers and sisters, is that your present circumstances did not catch the Lord by surprise. Your present circumstances. My brothers and sisters, he knows everything to know about you. It's found in Hebrews 4. Uh, 4 verse 13 if you look at Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 let me read that scripture to you please I will read it Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 the Bible says nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight everything is uncovered and laid bare before the before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account amen he knows everything about you Number two, in Job chapter 23, verse 10, he knows where you are. Look at the verse, Job 23, verse 10. The Bible says, but he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Amen? When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Now, the secret lies, pay attention, the secret lies, In putting Romans chapter 12 verses 1 to 2 into practice. You and I must learn to put Romans chapter 12 verses 1 to 2 into practice. That is, let your life be a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Whatever it is, holy and acceptable. Our life should be holy and acceptable. Sometimes you might give your life to the Lord, but you are not giving your life to do His will. So that's the reason it is not accepted. So we see your past condition is no barrier for the Lord, number one. We see number two, your present situations are no barrier for the Lord. Okay? Before we go to the third point, let us uh, just uh, worship the Lord uh, with this song, Above All. I would like us to worship the Lord with the song, Above All. And then we will go to point number three. About all powers, about all kings, about all nature and all created things, about all wisdom and all the ways of man. You were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders, this world is ever, above all wealth and treasures of the earth. There's no way to measure what you're laid behind a stone, you live tonight, rejected and alone, like a trampled on the ground took fall and thought of me about a, a lay laid behind a stone you live to die rejected and alone Trampled on the ground, you took the fall, and thought of me, all. Amen. Amen. above all, above all, he took it for you and me, my brothers and sisters. If he died for us, what is stopping you and me from serving him? Stop giving excuses. Stop finding fault. Stop finding reason. You could find a thousand reasons not to serve him. But you have one reason that you could do it. And that is he thought of you. Before you were conceived in your mama's stomach, when he was creating the world... He thought of you and me. What is stopping us from serving God? My third point this afternoon. Thank you, Samuel. Our personal characteristics are no barrier for the Lord. Our personal characteristics are no barrier from the Lord. I'm taking this from verse 11 to verse 16. Paul was feared by the followers of the Lord Jesus. His conversion was seen as, to many like a trap to the leaders because they felt this guy is going to trap us that's the reason he's saying all this in fact when paul, when paul went to jerusalem to meet the apostles barnabas had to go along with him to introduce him to the leaders yet god was able to overcome this hurdle and still use paul in a great manner if you look at paul's life you will find that there was a man with many personal characteristics that seem to be unfavorable for success, if you look on your screen, I have put several scriptures there: 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 10, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 16, Galatians 4 verse 13. We have seen that for some, for what they were talking about him, he says, "I am unimpressive. I cannot speak. I amount am to nothing." He says. He says, I am not a trained speaker, he says. He says, as you know, it was an ill. Thank you, Pastor. we have to understand one thing. No matter what, brethren, I want just to say, stop comparing yourself with everybody else. Many of us feel that we cannot be used by God. However, I would like to remind you that God can take the things that we consider to be weaknesses and use us for his glory. Do you know God excels in taking weak things of the world and using them? Pay attention to this. God is excellent in taking weak things. And we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. I, Pastor, please forgive me. I'm going to use you as an example and me. If 38 years ago, if you met Pastor Abraham on the road, and if, and if somebody told you, look at this man walking on this road of Oman. He is going to be the pastor of an English-speaking church. You would have said you're crazy. You would have told that person. No way God can use this man to be the pastor of an English-speaking church. If you hear a pastor talk in Tamil and preach in Tamil and sing in Tamil and and pray in Tamil, you will be amazed because that is his language. But God took him to, to and leading an English-speaking congregation, and pastors also share that with us. But 38 years ago, you would have never thought, you would have thought pastor will be uh, uh, eligible for a Tamil congregation. Yes, but not for an English congregation. That is the God you and I serve. Look at me. If you had looked at me 35 years ago, I was weak. I was fearful. I never wanted to do anything. I have anything to do with that especially with Pentecostals. And look where I am. If God could take people like us, and I think every one of you have a story to tell. What is stopping you, my brother and sister, from serving God? Here is a man in our midst that God is using in a mighty way. What is stopping you from being used by God? Let me take you through the pages of the Bible. I want to show you proof of this great truth. I will give you some more examples. I gave you a practical example. Let me give you examples from the Bible. Okay? We have already already mentioned about Moses that God took this man, 80-year-old man who had a speech drawback and used him in a mighty way. Do you know that God used a young Jewish girl named Esther to save his people from slaughter? God had to bring that young girl and use her To save his people. Do you know, my brothers and sisters, God used a young boy that nobody even thought of. And this young boy was David. He became the greatest king. The greatest king he became. His brothers also envied him. My brothers and sisters, do you know God took 12 unknown men from various walks of life. And he used them with a mighty power. Acts chapter 17 verse 6. He used them in a mighty way. He took 12 men. Nobody would have thought their families would have have never thought that these my husband or my brother is going to be used by God. But God took 12 ordinary men. And he shook the world for Jesus. I'm going to give you a very another example. Even the son of God Pay attention to this now. Even the son of God, several wrong accusation was made against him. The Jewish people thought there was no way that he could be the Messiah. No way. There was nothing that that was there to show that he was the Messiah. Let me give you some examples. It's found in many people assume that he was the illegitimate child of a Roman soldier. John chapter 8 verse 41. If you look at John chapter 8 verse 41, let me just uh, quickly just read that scripture for you. John yeah. chapter 8 verse 41. It's very important to understand it. It's, it is said, you do the deeds of your father. Here yeah, the Pharisees are saying, you do the deeds of your father. They Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father. New King James Version. You were born out of fornication, they told Jesus. They thought that this was was the son of a Roman soldier. Number two, they saw him just as a carpenter, the son of Mary and Joseph. They just saw him as a normal man. Because before Jesus started his ministry, he was just a normal person. Because the Holy Spirit didn't descend upon him at that time for him to do the ministry. We find that in John chapter 6 verse 42. They said isn't this Jesus the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say I came down from heaven? Cannot be. We know this man. He has walked among us. He has has played with us. He, He made our chair. He made our table. He made our bed. And he's saying he's come down from heaven. No way he can be the Messiah. The third one. Most thought that he was no way God could use someone from Nazareth. They never thought that God could use anyone from Nazareth. Look at your scriptures in John chapter 1, verse 46. We see Nathaniel saying, Nazareth? Explain Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come? He says. Others question the fact that he was from Galilee. If you look at John chapter 7 verses 41 to 42, the Bible says, others said he is the Messiah. Still others said, but he cannot be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? For the scriptures clearly states that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where King David was born. There was no way people accepted him. Not only the people, but even the scribes. Then, some even said that Jesus was nothing more than the tool of Satan, meaning he was demon-possessed. I've given there two scriptures. I want to read those two scriptures for you to see the state, what Jesus had to go through, what he had to go through. Mark chapter 3, verse 22. Please open your Bibles to read the scripture. Mark 3.22, but the teachers of the religious law who had arrived from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. And in John chapter 8, verse 48, and you can even see 52, but verse 48, the people him, you Samaritan devil, didn't we say all along that you were possessed? by a demon? Look at that scripture. Look at the accusations that were accusations that made against our Savior. Even with all these charges against him, who can deny that God used Jesus more than any other person who ever walked on the face of the earth? Can I hear it loud? Amen. We can't deny it. My Amen. And sisters, Amen. Amen. So it Amen. 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 The reason I said all this, I had to go in detail to show you something. Regardless of who you are, regardless of what people say about you, regardless of where you come, regardless of what problems you are having, what personality you exhibit, no matter what level of education you have, even if you cannot talk in English, what level of acceptance by others, even if people are not accepting you, God can and will use you if you make yourself available to him today. If you make yourself available, don't allow anyone to pull you down. If you have fallen, I say to you, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and come back to the cross. Come back to the cross. Only at the cross there is deliverance. Only at the cross there is people set free. Only at the cross that things can be made right. God, as all kinds of people at the cross, it was changed. All He is looking for are you willing to serve Him? Are you willing? Are you one of them today? We've seen three points today. Our past condition is no barrier for the Lord, our present situation is no barrier for the Lord. Our personal characteristics are no barrier for the Lord. My last and final one is our personal weakness are no barrier for the Lord. I've taken that from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses, or chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. It talks about the thorn in our flesh. Like Paul, you may be, you might look at yourself as being weak, unable to do very much for Jesus. However, the truth of the matter is that that God does not need you to be strong. God only wants you to come just as you are. When we are weak, only then we can totally depend upon him and depend upon his power. God isn't looking for spiritual giants. Please pay attention. God is not looking for spiritual giants. He is looking for people to have two things. Faith in him. Number one, faith in him. Number two, the desire. If you have faith in God and if you have the desire to cling on to Jesus, not in what you have, not in what you have accomplished, but to cling to Jesus, he can use you. Amen. As we look back at the Bible, we will find times when God took weak people and used them in a great way. I'll give you some examples from the Bible again where God took weak things. Let us look at Anand. Anand wanted a child and she turned to the Lord in desperation and God gave her a son. She was this, he, That person was destined to be a great spiritual leader of Israel. Number two, Daniel, he was just a teenager, a young boy. But God took him and he stood against the king of Babylon. And all because Daniel was totally healed to God. Daniel clinged to the Lord. Let us look at the girl Mary. Mary was a young teenager girl when God asked her to marry. To carry the Messiah in a virgin womb. Pay attention to this. She was a very teenage girl that God says, You are going to carry the Messiah in your womb. She lived under great reproach. Do you know that before marriage, if you have found out to be pregnant, yet she was strong in the Lord and He used her to minister to many people. For when she gave birth, she gave life to the Lord Jesus but that reproach she carried for a long time. Some of you here today who are listening to me, you might be fighting depression and many people are going through depression at this very present time. Some of you are fighting battles of loneliness. You you might be married, but you are living lonely. Some of you are fighting against feelings of inferiority. You feel so inferior. Some of you, you keep your past weakness and your failures constantly before your eyes. You take your past failures and you keep them before you. Everyone has forgotten about you, but you are carrying your past failures with you. Some of you feel so inadequate to do God's work. What name your your practical weakness may carry, it might be a barrier to you if you allow it to be a barrier. However, to the Lord, it is nothing. He can take you in the midst of your weaknesses. He can take your life and make it an inspiration to everyone. There is a secret that lies to this. Pay attention. There is a secret that lies to this. And that secret is surrender. Surrender. Are you willing to surrender totally to Jesus today? I want to close today and I want to say that only God can, no matter what be your circumstances, no matter what be your situation, God can use you. Yes, he can. However, it must be his to use. You cannot say God can use me, but if you don't give your life to God, there is just a few questions that I want to ask before I want to, before I close there are a few questions that I want to ask and I want to close this message. Number one, are you really saved? That's my question that I want to ask you today. You might say, yes, I am baptized. I'm a church member. But the question is, are you really saved? I know many people and I know of many incidents where people just because their father and mother were Christians, they got They got drawn into religion, but they have never had an experience. They have never had a personal encounter because my daddy was a leader, because my daddy is a pastor, because my daddy is a bishop. I also joined in. But did you have a regeneration, a regenerated art with the Lord? But they are in the church, but they have never had an encounter with God. My second question is, have you fully surrendered? Have you laid your past, your present failures, your weaknesses on the altar? We all are weaknesses. I am number one in the list. I have a lot of weaknesses, but I run to God every time when I fall. Don't hold back anything today. Let me warn you. When you try to hold back, you run in circles like the people of Israel around and round, and you'll come back to the same place. Don't allow that to happen to you. Don't let the devil take you for a round. Come today. Come to the cross today. My third question is, are you available for him to use? Is your life so cluttered with everything around you that you are not giving room for the Lord today? You're so busy. You're so busy about Corona, Corona, Corona. All the talk of this day is only about Corona. But what are you doing for Christ? Every topic you you hear is Corona. Corona will come, Corona will go. But where are you for Jesus today? Are you willing to talk for him? Are you willing to live for him? Don't spend your time in Corona. We have spoken enough about Corona. Let us keep Corona aside and let us think about the cross. What was done on the cross of Calvary for you and me? What are you doing? If we are going to dwell in Corona, we will forget about Christ today. That's the reason I've taken this this message today. Let us get back to the cross. Let us continue to preach the message. Anyone who comes before you must hear about Jesus. My last question are you willing to be used by the Lord? Are you willing to be used by the Lord? God is not going to force you to serve Him, He will never force you to serve Him. You must come to the place where you are and say, Lord, I am coming to the cross. Only at the cross there will be a transformation. Are you willing? Are you ready today? If the answer to any of these questions, my brothers and sisters, is no, then the Lord cannot do unless or until you take care of that. And that is giving your life to Jesus, surrendering your life to Jesus. I challenge every brother and sister and children in this forum to examine your heart today and do the right thing that is required. Let let us all strive to get to the place where the Lord can take us and use us for his glory. Can you hear an amen? Amen. I want to close with one thing. Amen. At the judgment seat you might have a thousand reasons to say that you could not serve him. You can have a thousand reasons but he will only say one thing he died for you he died for you are you not willing to die for him are you not willing to serve him you have you have a short time our time is short any time he can take any one of us but how are you not ready to serve him today i i i i beg you In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, take your stand today for Christ. Take your stand. Live for Him, whether it's going to be a few years or many years. Live for Him and live for Him alone. I want us to bow our heads at this time. Let us bow our heads and let us make a serious commitment before God. Let us not have games before God. It's enough of us playing games. We have played enough games. We have played enough church. It is time for us to come back to the cross and say, God, here I am. I want you to have your eyes closed. And if you are possible, if you could kneel down before the Lord, those of you who want to make a commitment, if you can kneel before, no matter, don't worry about people. Don't worry about people. They are not going to answer you for you. I want you to kneel, on your, kneel down and say, Lord, take my life. I have run my life the way I wanted all these years, but today I have heard your word. No matter what be my past, take it. Make that as a prayer. I want you to make that as a prayer. Take my life. Tell the Lord, take my weaknesses. I have many weaknesses, Lord, and I'm struggling with this. Take my weakness, Lord. I'm struggling. Ask God to take your failures. Whatever be your failures today. Bring it to the cross. And say God I bring my failures to the cross. I have failed miserably. Miserably I have failed. Can you not take me? Give me one more chance. And now say Lord. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. A thousand times. But I believe that Jesus died for me. Make that as a prayer. Father, everyone who is now kneeling before you or who is crying out to you or who is speaking to you, I pray that you will answer that prayer today, Lord God. There is always room at the cross. There is always room at the cross. And Father, there is room today for your children, Lord. Use them for your glory. Use them. We say thank you. Thank you for hearing our prayer today, Father. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are a loving God. You are a kind God. You are a caring God. Thank you for what you did on the cross for for us. Today, we rededicate our lives back to you and say, Lord, use me for your glory. Use me for your glory. Whatever days are remaining, I will live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's children say,